Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a really exciting and quite fun topic today. Absolutely. Once again, this is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Remix Volume 2. If you guys remember, way back on Season 2, we had our first Remix episode. And if you haven't listened to that, we highly recommend going back and checking that out. This is the second Remix episode we're doing. And really, I would say this is a huge part of the video game music community is the Remix scene. It's just absolutely a huge facet of video game music. So we're so glad to shed some more light on it. Absolutely, and I think one of the things that's so fun about these episodes is it really, um, it's all about context. You know, it's taking themes in songs that we're just so familiar, that everyone knows, that have such a place in our hearts and such a nostalgia factor to them. But, you know, it's framing them in a different way, and oftentimes it's putting them in a better light, or even just a different light. And it makes it so that I feel like a lot more people can appreciate how great video game music really is is. That's a very good point. So one thing we just wanted to mention is that most of the tracks, now this is similar to our first remix episode, most of the tracks we're playing today are not featured in actual video games. So these are, if you want to call them amateur artists, amateur remixers that are that are doing a lot of these tracks. Now the biggest source for video game music remixes is a site called ocremix.org and that stands for Overclocked Remix. Now that is by far the biggest place to find video game remixes. There's also a site called Newgrounds which we'll be playing a few tracks from today as well. So that's the bulk of what you're going to hear today. Similar to our first remix episode, we are going to also feature some tracks from video games. Now, one of the great traditions of video games is a lot of times they will remix old previous themes from, uh, you know, earlier games in the series. So it's kind of nice to hear the difference between, quote, you know, these professionals that are remixing in a video game versus these amateurs. So it's going to be fun to kind of. Well, I think also it's sort of a fun point of discussion when you're remixing or rearranging an old video game piece in a new game. You know, it still has to function in that new game. So it's still, Mm -hmm. you know, functional score. It's still being made to service the experience where a lot of these amateur or even very professional level sounding um, remixers and arrangers that just remix these songs for the music themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really more about the songs standing out on their own and being able to be their own succinct pieces of music. Right. Well, let's get this ball rolling. We're so excited, guys. We have an absolute amazing collection of music for you today just some absolutely great remixes some of them that may maybe you guys are familiar with and definitely some of these that you are not familiar with we're obviously going to have a lot of nice techno electronic songs on here but we're also going to have some piano stuff some jazz stuff so it's going to be just a great mix let's get things started with a track uh this is a remix by big giant circles as well as someone named jeff that's literally what he goes by some <laughs> number one named jeff those are the people that remix this and this is an oc remix and this is from the legend of zelda ocarina of time this is remixing the windmill hut theme composed by koji kondo they call this thunderstruck oc remix please enjoy
Awesome. This is really cool. You're listening to Thunderstruck OC Remix, and this is by Big Giant Circles and Someone Named Jeff. And that is remixing the Windmill Hut theme from Ocarina of Time, composed by Koji Kondo. Really tasteful stuff here. You know, one of the biggest parts of a video game remix, and there's definitely a tradition uh, at this point for all these years, is building up the the anticipation, building up the mood with, you know, the famous chord progression that you know so well, and you're waiting for that main melody to come, right. and you're always wondering, how are they going to introduce that theme? You know, what's the exciting way to introduce that? And this one really builds up the anticipation, and by the time it comes in with that violin, it, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's very fulfilling. Absolutely, yeah. I was really a big fan of this remix. At first, you know, I wasn't quite so sure about some of the techno elements because this is just such mm -hmm. a classic piece of music. There's always that part of you that's a little afraid of hearing something so classic done in a different context. But, you know, it really does pay such great homage to the music because uh, not only does it have that absolutely wonderful real authentic violin performance but like right here it's playing that melody through sort of an nes 8-bit sound so it's sort of almost respecting yeah. the entire history and tradition of zelda music while putting it in a more modern context i just thought it was very tastefully done and really just a great experience to listen to the whole thing and it's cool how they, they had the choice of having the rain be played throughout some of this track. There's something very fitting about that. You know, I agree with you. I really like their choice of instrumentation. And it, it surprised me because I was wondering, okay, how are they going to introduce this main theme? And then you have the really big drum fill and the rock. But I was not right. expecting the violin. So it was it was definitely well, a nice surprise. A little nerdy piece of uh, context for you, Carl. Uh, <laughs> just to be kind of a dork is uh, the reason I'd why expect you heard... nothing less will <laughs> the reason why you heard that rain is that theme though it's called the windmill hut because that's the first place you hear it that melody that you play on your ocarina is actually called the song of storms and when you we play go. it it triggers rain to happen or if it's raining you can play it to you know bring out the sun and stop the rain so it sort of controls the weather that's why they had that rain i'm pretty sure yeah that that's one of the cool things about these remixers is these in addition to being you know great musicians and you know people that are really into production they're nerds of her video games too yeah. so <laughs> it's cool that they can know all that and put that into the music here so right. we're gonna now move on to a really cool choice this is by andy p in fishy and this is from an oc remix album called final fantasy 9 worlds apart so it's a final fantasy 9 remix album and we're gonna play a track called Vama a la Django, and the original is Vama a la Flamenco, which is one of our favorite pieces from Final Fantasy IX. Now, they do a really great gypsy jazz rendition of this. The reason why they call it Vama a la Django, obviously, is... Django Reinhardt. Django Reinhardt, you know, the absolute you know pioneer, the legend of gypsy jazz music. So it really does feel like a classic gypsy jazz piece. Really great playing here. There's a couple acoustic guitars. There's also an upright bass. Let's take a listen to Vama a la Django by Andy P. and Fishy.
awesome. We're listening to Vamo a la Django. Now, this is really a fantastic arrangement. Carl, I know you're really into the gypsy jazz scene. How do you think that this particular arrangement fares as far as being authentic to that style? It's perfect. It is incredibly on the nose. I mean, I think it's it's almost funny how perfect this is. One of the things that they do is that first chord that you hear, the, the very intro of the song, is such a gypsy jazz chord. It's some sort of minor six chord. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But that I don't think that exact chord was in the original Vama Ala Flamenco. They definitely altered the chords to make it feel appropriate to this genre. But the way that they're playing the chords, the whole groove, the use of the harmonic minor scale, the soloing, everything about it is incredibly on the nose. These are fantastic musicians and players here. And the arrangement of this piece is just amazing. What's so great is it retains all the great things of the original Vama uh-huh. Ala Flamenco. It's just, it makes it better in my opinion. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, it's a perfect context. And what I love is I think the original um, was going for this sort of type of harmonic palette. So this is a yeah. it's a perfect realization of that. But what I love is that Gypsy Jazz style really allows for the players to do some really creative soloing and, you know, bring mm-hmm. a lot more of the performance aspects to the piece, which I think is something that, you know, it's an example of that human touch that we've discussed that you really yep. just can't do on an SNES or like a Super Famicom. Well, another thing that's so cool about Gypsy Jazz is one of the biggest things is blurring the line between what's a line ahead and what's a solo. And sometimes you really can't tell. Sometimes there'll be these really intricate harmonized quote solos that are obviously written out and practiced ahead of time and it's supposed to sound spontaneous and improvisational the entire piece feels like it's this beautiful artistic expression and it's constantly improvised but some of it is written and some of it is solo so that's one of the cool things about this piece is someone will do do, you know this crazy solo and then all of a sudden it'll be harmonized perfectly so i think that's something they they really captured well here so Let's move on here. We're going to play a track called Castle of Tears. Now, this is a track from Newgrounds, and you can find this at uh, newgrounds.com from their audio portal. And this is a remix by Nemesis Theory, and he is remixing Bloody Tears from Castlevania 2. And once again, (laughs) one of the best. Once again, he calls this Castle of Tears. So let's please enjoy this track uh, by Nemesis Theory.
awesome. That was Castle of Tears, and that was a remix by Nemesis Theory. That was from Newgrounds.com, and that's obviously remixing the very famous Bloody Tears theme from Castlevania 2. Yeah, one of the probably the most classic themes in the entire series. It's absolutely. a wonderful piece of music, and I love how this um, this remix really sort of captures sort of the things you were talking about earlier, how, you know, you let the tension build up and the excitement, because again, these themes mm-hmm. are so classic to us that the whole time we're just waiting, when's the Castlevania theme coming? When's it coming? When's it yeah, coming? It's, and it's, when it comes, it's just such a relief. It's really building on our nerdiness and our nostalgia for this music, because this, we right. are the audience. Fans of nerds of video game music, we are the audience that these people are making these remixes for. So it's so cool that we know this theme so well that we're really excited and anticipating when is that going to come in, how is it going to come in. And it's really cool that these remixers can keep surprising us over and over throughout the years. And and, um, just so you guys know, uh, we didn't mention this, but playing in today was a really early remix from Sonic & Knuckles that was called Hot Stuff by Malcos. And I think that was way back in like 2001 or 2002. And it is interesting to see how that, it still holds up, but it does feel a little bit more dated um, as far as something like this. This is obviously a little bit later, a little bit more modern. I think over the years, these remixers have come up with a lot more creative ways of using production elements to keep us on our toes, you know? Well, I think the thing is, nowadays, it's more common to sort of feel the love of video game music in modern games. Like, for example, Carl and I have been playing... uh, uh, Super Mario 3D World for the Wii. It's just a fantastic so game. Good. But sprinkled throughout it are all these arrangements of classic Mario tunes. Another mm-hmm. example is that new Zelda game, A Link Between Worlds. I mean, I would say about like 85% of that soundtrack is arrangements of classic Koji Kondo music. So nowadays, oh, yeah. I feel like it's much more common in games to get really wonderful remixes of classic tunes. So I feel like for the indie remix community, there's sort of a, a higher standard of if you're going to present something, it needs to be something that's really going to be unique and to catch the attention of fans of video game music and gamers because it's not as obscure a thing to really like video game music because, mm-hmm. you know, there's such a cultural love of it at this point. And I think as far as video game music goes as a community, I think if you do a podcast on video game music and don't focus at least some attention on remixes, I really feel like personally that would be a mistake. So I'm really glad that we are able to spend a little time focusing on this part of the community because I know for a lot of people, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are podcasts only dedicated to this stuff. So it's nice that we get to, you know, every now and then come back to this different aspect of video game music. Let's move on to a really cool remix. This is from Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Now, this is a remix, another OC remix, so this can be found on ocremix.org, by Insert Rupee. That is the person who did this remix. And this is called Facing Fears, and it is remixing the castle theme from Yoshi's Island, composed by Koji Kondo. Please enjoy. Yeah. 
Wow, this is so much fun. I love how they incorporate the actual sound effects from the Super NES classic Yoshi's Island. This is Facing Fears OC Remix by Insert Rupee. <laughs> Remixing the awesome castle theme composed by Koji Kondo. Again, they're really keeping us on our toes here, using the original sound effects, waiting and waiting. Oh, how are they going to introduce the main theme? And when they do, it's so much fun. You have a really hard-hitting industrial kind of drum beat. But then the the choice of that synth lead right here is so goofy and like it's it's like misbehaving. It's like right. this kind of like really quirky synth yeah, lead. Yeah, it had definitely choose. has such a personality to it. You know, I really love hearing this piece of music get some love and attention because this has yeah. always been, I feel like, one of the most underrated. I absolutely I love agree. this entire soundtrack and this game I feel like is just not as popular as it should be. I think it's one of the best Mario games truthfully, um, but the soundtrack is just impeccable and this track has always been one of my favorite. The ambience that it creates while still fitting in that world of being sort of childlike and blissful mm -hmm. is fantastic and this is my favorite remix that we've played so far today just because mm -hmm. i think it's doing such great justice to the material while still keeping that imaginative earnest quality that really yeah. is present in yoshi's island and hearing some of those sound effects i think my favorite moment is when you had that retard when it completely slowed down to go into the yeah so much fun because that's always again when i was listening to this i was like i was thinking about that in the back of my head i was thinking how are they gonna do that coming up how are they going to do that? And well, I was thinking they'd probably just skip over it. Right. Well, another thing that I like about video game remixes is everything is one. Everything is unified. Whether or not it's an NES track, a Super NES track, whether or not the original has some kind of dated technology or whatever, it sounds fresh and it all can fit in a playlist of modern video game remixes. And the right. melody and the themes of this piece are injected with this new level of um, just badassery, I guess. Oh, absolutely. And that's one, <laughs> one thing I love about video game uh, remixes. So let's move on here. Now, this is the first track today from an actual video game. And I discovered this soundtrack uh, about a month ago. This is a game that just came out recently, and I really was excited to share some music for it. And it just so happens today is the perfect episode to play some stuff. This is Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Winter Games. It's no, this game was made by Sega, was it not? Yeah, it was made by Sega, and Sega was the... Sega sound team was in charge of the music. So they did all the arrangements of a lot of these classic Nintendo themes. So it's really cool to get new blood, to get other people remixing and arranging this classic music and injecting with a new level of energy here. Just some amazing stuff. We're going to play something that's very fitting for this time of year. You know, it's winter time. We're getting kind of close to the holiday season. We're going to play a track originally from Mario Kart 64. This is Sherbet Land, and this is remixed by Sega Sound Team for Mario and Sonic Olympic Winter Games. Please enjoy Sherbet Land.
This is so much fun. This puts a smile to my face. This is Sherbet Land from Mario Kart 64 from Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Winter Olympic Games. And this is remixed by Sega Sound Team. So this is an example of a <laughs> professional remix in an actual video game. Again, you know how Will talked about with Yoshi's Island? I was so happy to hear this theme get some love and, and get a really nice modern arrangement. It's just so much right. fun to listen to. Well, I think what's so fantastic is that, you know, Mario Kart 64, which in our opinion is definitely the best Mario Kart soundtrack, um, mm-hmm. it's great to, you know, give that music some time to shine nowadays because I think that's something that I feel like even Nintendo doesn't quite appreciate that game yeah. that much. It's very confusing to me because in, uh, in the most recent Mario game, 3D World, there's a level, sort of spoiler alert, but it's kind of based off of the original SNES Super Mario Yeah, Kart. the Super Mario Kart. And they yeah. feature a remix of that classic first stage theme. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I was thinking, as much as I love that theme, I would have so much preferred to hear a Mario Kart 64 track be remixed. And to be honest, I feel like that would have fit more in line with a lot of the Mario music. Like, listening to this, this sounds to me like a lot of the stage themes in the new Mario game. Even this instrumentation, I just feel like, is perfect to what the intention of this song is supposed to be. It's just, uh, it's absolutely wonderful. I love it. So much fun. Uh, Let's keep going here. Now we're going to play another OC remix. This is originally from Chrono Trigger, and I believe this is remixing the Corridor of Time theme, which was obviously composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. This was remixed by MV. Once again, you can find this on ocremix.org. Please enjoy a really nice laid-back remix called Time Chill, OC Remix. chill you guys are listening to time chill oc remix this is from chrono trigger this is the corridor of time theme 
And this is remixed by MV. Man, that, that remixer did a great job on taking the original melodic material and really making it feel at home in this kind of genre. This is a little bit smooth jazz, um, but it's very relaxing. It's something that maybe you'd hear at the dentist's office, but it would put you in a good mood, you know, waiting to get a filling, I, I would say. This is just, I don't know, really well done. Right, well, I feel like smooth jazz arrangements of classic themes are, I feel like, usually more accepted than um, if it's the <laughs> first time you hear something. I think a lot of people presentationally... Yeah think ugh, and they just cringe at sort of smooth jazz they think it's very cheesy and sometimes maybe there's a truth to that but i think um when it's with a theme that you already know that you really like i think there's definitely a level of appreciation for this type of setting because like the name <laughs> like the name describes i mean this is just so chill and very laid back yeah, well, the thing is, it borders on smooth jazz, but it's not really jazz. It's a little bit more electronic, right. you know. I think um, it's mainly just with some of the instrument choices. I really feel right. like it has less to do with, like, the jazz feel, more to do with, like, when you hear that soprano sax. I mean, it's really hard to not think that it's pretty cheesy. Yeah, well, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, it kind of reminds me of... Um, it kind of reminds me of Thievery Corporation. I don't know if any of you guys are fans of that group. That's a really chill, laid-back electronic group that a lot of their music kind of sounds like this. So I don't know if this remixer was a fan of Thievery Corporation at all. But anyway... Great drum groove. Absolutely. We're going to play a retro remix review track. Now, if you guys remember Ooh. on a remix part one episode, we played a couple tracks from Retro Remix Review, and that is composed of a couple different L.A. musicians and producers that have made some of their own albums. So this is something that it's not OC Remix, it's not Newgrounds, it's just their own album. It's on iTunes. Um, you can probably find it maybe on Bandcamp as well. This is from their album Retro Remix Review Volume 2, and this is Mega Man 7 Junk Man. This is their remix of Junk Man by Retro Remix Review. Please enjoy. Listening to Junkman from Mega Man 7, and this is by Retro Remix Review. Excellent remix, really great uh, real drum set playing. Most of their remixes has 
uh, you know, use of a real drummer. It's one of the only real instruments you're hearing in this particular remix. Most of it is synth leads, but they're new. They're like authentic uh, analog synth leads. And one one thing that this particular remix does, right here you're hearing a solo, um, is it really makes you realize that this is an incredibly good melody. This is a classic Mega Man theme that is really, in my opinion, one of the best of all time, one of the best Mega Man themes. And I think what it does is because you're having um, really nice production and really nice synth leads with real drums. If it wasn't the best um, music, it would become more, I feel like, more obvious. And what this does is it just right. makes me, and I'm just wowed with how good of a melody this is. Yeah, I was always a huge fan of this game and a big fan of the soundtrack, but it wasn't until later I found out that uh, not a lot of people are really into this game. Um, that probably has less to do with the soundtrack and more sort of the gameplay. But yeah, I love this soundtrack. I think it's fantastic. This has always been one of my favorite Mega Man themes. And another thing it makes me appreciate is how great the Super NES arrangement is. Because really mm -hmm. a lot of these analog synths and a lot of the arrangement is really sort of based off of that arrangement. That's something I really mm -hmm. appreciated because a lot of times when you hear uh, Mega Man music sort of remix, it's all done with guitars. It's all just like this heavy rock sound which works great with such melodic material but for something mm -hmm. like this you know when it's on the Super Nintendo they were really more able to clearly express intention and there were a lot of those synth sounding leads in this game so it's really great to hear that in this remix that it's being faithful to that version not so much the idea of what Mega Man music would sound like translated in a modern setting you know what I'm saying I totally agree with you one thing that I think is so fun about this remix and in general this whole album these guys uh these retro remix guys is they have so much fun with doing great solos like this synth lead solo is so sick and it's something that it really is fun because you never could hear this on the super nintendo there's not time for you know the super nintendo to just go off on this really long improvised solo and right it, but what's cool is now you come back to the head here and it it really feels like authentic to video game music but it's taking it to the next level it's like this would be live video game music if you were to hear you know an electronic live group Group doing this kind of music, this is kind of what you would hear. It's jazzy, it's fusion-y, it's electronic-y, it rocks, but it has incredibly solid, catchy melodies. And that's something that only in video game music do you get all of that to come together like that. And that's why I think, you know, these retro remix review guys really are bringing... Um, a lot of life into this already lively music and just doing a great job. So let's move on to a track from Paragon X9. If you guys remember on our first remix episode, one of our personal favorite remixers. This is fantastic. Yeah, Paragon X9. She's, um, I think she lives in the Netherlands, and she is uh, just a great remixer. As of late, hasn't done a lot. I think she's she been was, around for quite a while. Yeah, I think most of the stuff she did was in the mid 2000s, like 2004, 5, 6. Um, so, anyways, this is from Newgrounds. You can find this on newgrounds.com. This is Perfect Dark Extraction XX. And obviously, um, it is, you know, remixing the extraction theme from Perfect Dark, composed by Grant Kirkhope and Graham Norgate. Please enjoy Extraction XX by Paragon X9.
gosh, this is blood pumping stuff here. This is Extraction XX. This is remixed by the wonderful Paragon X9, and you can find this on Newgrounds. This is from Perfect Dark. This theme was composed by Grant Kirkhope and Graham Norgate. Excellent remix. Paragon X9 has such a signature sound. I absolutely love her stuff. I feel like she has the exact same drum sound in all of her remixes, and it's fantastic. It holds up so well. And in general, her remixes just keep me captivated the entire time. Like, I never lose interest. With a lot of these, as much as I really love them, you know, I feel like after the first 30 seconds or so, once you get over sort of the excitement that it's like, oh, it's a classic theme being redone Mm -hmm. with different instrumentation, you know, you sort of start to lose interest because it's sort of like, well, I know that song. But with her remixes, she seems to give the music such a heightened sense of energy and drive. And it's just an increased amount of excitement. But at the same time, she's so faithful to the original intention of the composers. And what I love here is now she's incorporating that really beautiful choral chord progression that is such a Grant Kirkopian chord progression, by the way. She's incorporating that with the techno beat, and it's such a great choice. And like you said, she's very faithful to the material here, but she's taking great material and really in my opinion, elevating it and making right. it like this should have been in Perfect Dark Zero. This should have been the music to that game. I mean, this is right. taking the Perfect Dark music and making it for the you know the modern generation. Because well, really, just I excellent. mean, most of the instrumentation is pretty authentic to what Grant Kirkhope and Graham Norgate were going for on the N64. Mm-hmm. Again, they were using internal sound and samples, but they couldn't have obviously this fidelity of synths and this authentic of a techno sound. But I really feel like this is incredibly authentic to what those composers were going for and what mm-hmm. I love is she captures every section of it musically so like before we talked about that choral section in that part that sort of C section bridge of sorts with that that you described it as Grant Kirkopian <laughs> that melody <laughs> but I love she captures every single section of the music um, but is still able to put her own stamp on it um, it's just so graceful and she's really able to create such a wonderful sound that makes you just excited to listen to more remixes yeah she's the best she's she's awesome so we're going to move on to a really cool oc remix and this is remixing a piece of music from metroid prime this is remixing one of the talon overworld pieces of music and i'm not sure if the this particular theme was i think this was one of the original talon overworld themes you know there's one of them that uh features music from the original metroid but depending on where you are in talon one of them is i think original this might be one of the original ones composed by kenji yamamoto but in any event this is a great piece this is called solitude oc remix by cgpo and zircon and zircon is one of the most famous remixers on oc remix please enjoy solitude
That is so beautiful. You're listening to Solitude OC Remix, and this is originally um, from Metroid Prime, composed by Kenji Yamamoto. This is one of his original pieces for this game in Talon Overworld. This is remixed by CGPO and Zircon. One thing that I love is they take a lot of the really beautiful melodic material that Kenji Yamamoto composed for this particular world, but they're changing the chord progression. They're not following the form or the structure of that song. They're just taking some of the material and trying to make a new piece with it. And they're really kind of going in different directions. And I don't know, it's beautiful and it's nostalgic for me because I recognize those themes. But it really stands on its own as something different. It's not just trying to you know right. do a note-for-note note recreation of that, which I like. That's the thing that I like about these remix episodes. You never really know what you're going to get because Mm -hmm. a lot of these remixes are sort of faithful reimaginings of the original source music where it's sort of trying to take the limited hardware of whatever platform the existing song is from and sort of Mm -hmm. elevating it with real instruments or sort of a modern perspective. But then you have tracks like this where it's taking sort of the basic musical foundations of Mm -hmm. a piece and bringing it into a whole different sort of emotional direction. What I love about this one, it's really um, sort of focusing on sort of the jazzy nature of Kenji Yamamoto's writing, especially his melodies, featuring a lot of uh, sevenths and ninths, um, especially he holds on a lot of it. One of my favorite melodies from this game is really this track, and the I think it's so beautiful, that soaring part where it goes da-da, Da 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 da. That's great. And they have a again. They have such a nice lush build up to that section. It's featured right in the middle, and it's very prominent and sort of a different emotional uh, contrast from the rest of the track. But uh, yeah, just a splendid remix. Well, this is this is really fun. We're now going to move on to a piano uh, remix, I guess, you, if you want to say. This is from a piano arrangement album by a gentleman called Brian Roke. And he has an album called Video Game Piano Arrangements Volume 1. This is an excellent album. If you guys want to check it out, you can find it on Bandcamp. And this is Mega Man X Intro Stage. And he does some really interesting jazzy things. This is a solo piano arrangement of Mega Man X Intro Stage by Brian Roke. Please enjoy.
man, he's really getting out there in the jazz department. Some really interesting voicing, some interesting harmonies and chords here. Really great stuff. This is the Mega Man X intro stage. Piano arrangement um, performed and arranged by Brian Roke, and you can find this on his Bandcamp music page. This is this is a great album, and this is the first track, and probably my favorite, actually, on this particular album of Brian's. I think he just did a great job taking... First of all, it's a great choice to have this theme. There's a lot of really interesting rhythmic and melodic things that are happening in this piece. There's a lot of opportunity to take small fragments and play with them and just use your imagination to expand them on one solo instrument like a piano. This is tailor-made for that instrument. I think he just has so much fun with this piece and holds my interest throughout the entire thing. Yeah, absolutely. Something I just love about (laughs) gamers and just fans of video game music is you get stuff like this where, to be honest... Out of all the Mega Man soundtracks, this is probably the last one that I would think of as being something to have a very authentic, <laughs> you know, jazz instrumental piano album based Absolutely. on it. You know, I think something like Rockman and Forte, or I mean, even something more classic like Mega Man 2 or 1 or 3 or something. You know, the, this one, I just have such a rock connotation because the instrumentation is so clear and the drive of most of the music is rock. But that's what I love is this is something that you would never get in a game. You know, if if in a modern Mega Man game, if they were going to remix old music, you would never get something like this. So that's why I just love gamers because there's such a reverence to old school video game music where they're able to take something like this and really bring their own musical ideas and excitement to the project to reinvigorate it with a new energy. Awesome. We're now we're going to move on to another track from an actual video game. This is from Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles. And this came out for the PSP, and it features some great remixes of classic Ease music. We're going to play a song from one of the first Ease games, and this was originally composed by Yuzo Kashiro. And this was arranged by Yukihiro Jindo for Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles. This is To Make the End of Battle. Please enjoy. So rocking. This is To Make the End of Battle, and this is remixed and arranged by Yukihiro Jindo for the PSP game Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles. This is a fantastic remix. It really feels like something right out of Ease Origin or Ease 7. You know, it's bridging the gap between old and new Falcom JDK, and it fits right at home. It rocks really hard. It's great. Yeah, it's really cool to hear 
old ease music done up in the context of sort of what the modern ease musical sound is like with all that rock and stuff. It's really cool to hear yeah. that um, in that sense, the music really hasn't changed a whole lot and they still have such a reverence for the old music. It's really great to hear that. Well, now, folks, we're very excited. It is time to move on to our track of the week. This is a remix by T. Lopez, and I discovered him on YouTube. He does some absolutely excellent Sonic remixes, and this is a Sonic remix. This is remixing Starlight Zone from the original Sonic the Hedgehog for the Genesis, composed by Masato Nakamura. He calls this Starlight Zone 12. Uh, came out. He released it in 2012, and it. The reason why we love it so much is it's paying so much respect to this theme. We always said that the Starlight Zone theme feels like something that could fit in the real book. It feels like a jazz standard, and he is really agreeing with us here and going above and beyond to make this a really authentic realization of this piece. So please enjoy Starlight Zone 12 by T. Lopez. So much fun. It feels like this is nearing the end of a great SNL episode or something. It's it's just so much fun. Um, definitely get a little bit of hints of the holiday season. Smooth jazz, but really well done. Kind of a nice big band arrangement with some great acoustic guitar playing. There's that really great saxophone, that smooth sax solo in the middle here. This is Starlight Zone 12 by T. Lopez. Most of what he's doing here, this is virtual instruments for the most part, but he is an absolute master of getting the most authentic sounds out of these virtual instruments. It blows my mind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That saxophone is just one example of it. Like, when you listen to it after a while, you can tell it's fake. But, I mean, I know that if I were to do anything with that virtual instrument, it would sound fake the whole time. The expression that he's able to get out of that is really incredible. Also... You know, I love that um, this remix is really showing uh, how much love Masato Nakamura has for uh, 70s and 80s pop music, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, just like how so much sonic music really sounds like Michael Jackson. The beginning of this really sounds like something from off the wall. It's so kind of 
almost disco-y in a sense. I just love yeah, it. Yeah, what what it feels like is it feels like like a, a Christmas time arrangement of a Michael Jackson song. There's something about <laughs> it that feels very smooth and modern, something that you'd hear, right. you know, on one of those smooth jazz radio stations. But what I think is so fun is it feels just as important as one of those classic, you know, jazz standards or those classic pop themes, but it's from a Sonic the Hedgehog game, and that's what I think is so great is that melody really stands on its own. Well, it's I mean, one Masato of the Nakamura best. is just a great pop songwriter. It's crazy yeah. that he worked on Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah, but you could take any of those themes and make them into a pop song, and they'd be just as memorable as any other pop song from that generation. And what's cool is actually, it's funny that you say that, because in some ways, this feels like a dreams come true song. Like, the arrangement right. of this <laughs> is big enough to feel like it's this great J-pop ballad from the 90s. Just so you guys know, Dreams Come True is actually the name of the band that Masato Nakamura played mm-hmm. bass in and wrote music for in Japan. And they actually yeah. played a version of a Sonic 2 song with words and everything. It's really great. You guys should check it out sometime. So now we're going to move on to Smooth McGroove. He is a pretty popular YouTube uh, acapella remixer. He does um, acapella arrangements and performances of classic video game tunes. Um, He does a lot of auto-tunes, so obviously he films himself doing all the parts, but um, everything is, you know, quantized and slid and auto-tuned to absolute perfection. So sometimes it kind of feels... um, like, it doesn't necessarily sound like a human voice when it's all said and done, but it's fun. He does really good arrangements. A lot of people enjoy this stuff. We wanted to feature one of these. This is Street Fighter II Guile's theme, one of his most popular arrangements. Uh, please enjoy Guile's theme by Smooth McGroove. <laughs> You're listening to Smooth McGroove's acapella arrangement of Street Fighter II Guile's theme. Cool stuff. Yeah, just like Will was saying uh, when we were listening to this, definitely impeccably produced, some really great production elements. Um, You know, he's making everything perfect. You know, he's auto-tuning it. He's quantizing it to the grid. Uh, he's He's obviously copying and pasting a lot of his vocal percussion and stuff. But you know what sounds great? Uh, one thing that's interesting is uh, Will and I, you know, we, we've tried our hand at doing acapella stuff, and it is fun to, to just try to make it as tight, as solid as possible, because there is something really cool about the sound of a bunch of human voices to create a lushness of sound. It's, it's fun. Yeah, the only thing that I'm sort of not the biggest fan is one of my favorite things about acapella is hearing the impressive nature of an actual person recording it. So when I try to do it, I try not to quantize and I try not to use yeah. autotune, even if it doesn't sound as good. 
there's something almost more impressive of that it sounds like an actual human or a group of people trying to right. create the sound but he has such good production chops and I really love his false set of voice it's really mm -hmm. sort of powerful and like his name suggests it is very smooth <laughs> yeah awesome and a lot you know for video game music if it's not absolutely perfect it actually can sound pretty terrible so you know it makes sense we're gonna now move on to something that will is really gonna enjoy this is the metroid suite for violin and piano oc remix this is a medley of classic metroid themes for just two performers this is a violin and piano and this is by gabe tarciano and schnababula here's the metroid suite Thank you. 
This is so cool. I really like how the violinist is really digging into the bow here. And what you're hearing right here, this is one of the famous themes from Super Metroid, so it's cool. This is actually a suite composed of music from the entire Metroid series. Just some absolutely inventive arrangements in altered chord progressions and really imaginative and impressive playing. This is great. This is the Metroid Suite OC Remix by Gabe Terracciano and Shinababula. Well, it's really fun when the pianist and violinist really lock in together, especially on that arrangement of Craig's layer. It's just fantastic. But um, what I love is you get so many different types of violin playing. You know, you have very yeah. legato smooth playing, very pizzicato. sort of biting playing, like how you mentioned, yeah, where it was digging deep. And then you do get that really nice pizzicato playing. And it's really making the most out of those two instruments. And, you know, it's a very perfect setting for Metroid music, especially the old you know 16 and 8 bit stuff because it's just so darn melodic and I like how they're not being a hundred percent staying true to all the chord progressions too like especially that Kraid theme for most of it they were completely changing the chords and making it a lot right. more beautiful and they didn't get dark they didn't do the actual Kraid chords until about halfway through that movement which I thought was a really interesting choice well I think the other thing is that uh, on the NES you know they weren't able to evoke full chord progressions you know there was only the bass that little um typically there was only the bass and then the melody with delay or there was that weird sort of arpeggio line so you know it really is sort of fleshing out what's not necessarily a hundred percent there so i think sometimes making the chords more full is sort of compensating for the fact that they really only have two instruments what's cool here is you'll guys hear this right before we fade this track out you'll hear they're now hinting at the um underwater frigate from metroid prime which is really beautiful check this out And that's obviously one of the themes that was composed by Kenji Yamamoto for the Prime Series. So just, so just a beautiful. great suite there, yeah. So you guys can check out that entire suite. I believe it's around 10 minutes long. Uh, it's worth every 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 minute, every second of that. It's great. So now we're going to move on to a remix of mine. This is from an album that I released not too long ago called Star Road Super Mario Reimagined. And it is all um, classic Mario themes composed by Koji Kondo. A lot of it is jazz. This particular one we're going to play is a is a jazz rendition featuring some real performances by some of my favorite people, friends, and musicians. This one features um, a saxophone solo by my friend uh, Aaron Hedenstrom. features an electric guitar solo by my friend Andrew McManaman. Uh, this is me on acoustic guitar and drums and piano. And this also features Will, actually, on trumpet on this one. And also on this album, my good friend Angie Kizar plays violin. So a lot of really uh, great performances on this album. You can check it out if you want to. This is Out of a Clear Blue Sky, remixing the Mario 2 Overworld by Koji Kondo. Please enjoy.
cool. You're listening to Out of a Clear Blue Sky, and that is one of my remixes from my album Star Road Super Mario Reimagined, and this is remixing the Mario 2 Overworld theme. Yeah, we really have some pretty talented friends. <laughs> it's just yeah. some fantastic playing on this track. Uh, yeah, once again, uh, you guys can um, find this music on our website. You can go to our original music page or our band camp. Um, and you can download this album. Um, I'm really impressed with what Carl was able to do with some of these arrangements. If you're a fan at all of Koji Kondo or Mario music, you'll absolutely love this album. Once again, it's called Star Road Super Mario Reimagined. Well, let's move on to another OC remix. This is by Zircon, the legendary Zircon. This is Castlevania Electro Killer 6000, and that might lead you to believe that this is remixing Vampire Killer, and hey, you're right. So let's take a listen to Electro Killer 6000 OC Remix. Almost like Daft Punk got a hold of this remix for a while <laughs> there. This is um, Castlevania Electro Killer 6000, quite a fitting title. This is an OC remix by Zircon, remixing the original Vampire Killer theme. This is one of the funnest pieces that we played today. This was a contender for Track of the Week. Uh, this is a great remix, absolutely excellent. Yeah, definitely. I really am a big fan of this. You know, again, it's like with these remixes, you never know what you're going to get. But this is a remix yeah. in the traditional sense of the word. You know, it's taking a song that was already complete and full and, you know, just using the material to bring it in a completely different direction. You know, it, I think it just goes to show there's infinite possibilities when it comes to music because even if you take one piece, you could have so many different people make so many different arrangements of it and this functionally is so completely different well he's from taking the his time he, he's flexing his muscles and he's taking his time he doesn't actually introduce the dun 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 dun, dun, dun until about like two minutes throughout the song that's what i think is so cool is that there's so much build up and there's so much that he's doing just with the chords and with the funky synths and with that vocoder that he's really taking his time and there's there's so much great 
data and material in that original vampire killer that you can use for a remix. So he's really using all of it in a bunch of different contexts and, and situations. And I think it's something that, I mean, this is only two minutes and 37 seconds. This is a fairly short remix, but it's jam packed with um, a bunch of different takes on those themes and those chords. And he's really changing right. it up the entire time. He's never going back to something. He's always changing it. It's great. Well, and again, something that's so fun about remixes is they're not making it for an experience. So this doesn't have to sound spooky because this isn't yep. supposed to go in a Castlevania game. Yeah, quite so it's the not contrary. using any of those sort of spooky instruments or even some of those uh, horror music cliches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's completely just taking what's great about that melody and that chord progression and remixing it into something completely different, but equally as good. Well, now let's move on to one of my favorite remixes of the day. This is a remix by a person called All Levels at Once, and you can find this on their Bandcamp page. I found this on YouTube, and this is Polaris, and that is a remix of the Cave Story, some of the Cave Story music, which was one of our favorite pieces that we've discovered in the past couple years. That Cave Story theme is uber, uber catchy, and it feels like a classic video game piece of music. So this is the Polaris Cave Story remix by All Levels at Once. Such a fun and hard-hitting remix. That was Polaris, and that is remixing the main theme of Cave Story, which was originally composed by Daisuke Amaya. And this is remixed by All Levels at Once. Man, this is really one of the most technically impressive remixes that we're playing today. And it's fitting that this is a very, very recent remix. I believe this was 2013 or 2012. So you can really tell over the years um, how the production has become so much more uh, solid. It's crazy to hear... um, (laughs) such a recent remix of really such a recent track you know this isn't remixing an old 8-bit song this is a song that was sort of trying to sound like a quasi retro piece of music well yeah i mean cave story is like 2004 i think is when cave story came out so you're right it's very modern stuff but it's it almost feels already like this classic theme doesn't it oh absolutely 
That's great. Well, well, folks, we're going to move on to the last track we're going to talk about today. This is uh, another Paragon X9 track, and this was, um, I have to admit, uh, a choice that I put on here just for Will. Uh, I think he's really going to get it. This actually track I don't think Will has heard quite yet. Kind of a surprise for him. This is remixing um, Zelda Wind Waker, and it's using the main theme from Dragon Roost Island, but it's doing a completely different thing with it. Uh, this is called Protect Your Island from Paragon X9. You can find this on Newgrounds. Uh, please enjoy Protect Your Island. so much guys for joining us today on our remix 2 episode we had such a great time playing this music you know this music really gets your blood pumping it's some of the most entertaining to listen to as far as video game music goes because you know these are some of the best themes of all time you know finally done up with the instrumentation that in some ways they've always deserved and that maybe the composers in some ways always intended you know when I think about some of the jazz stuff some of the piano stuff I think that um, that Django that Vama a la Django song is a great example of taking the material and really okay what was that composer going for and right. let's do authentic of a job as possible such a great time we had today sharing this music with you guys yeah i agree i had a great time as well i i really hope you guys really enjoyed a lot of this music and another thing that's great about a remix episode is we're able to um share music from people that aren't professional musicians so we're able to get right. their music out there which is really a great opportunity that we feel very privileged to play some of that awesome music Keep sticking with our podcast. Next week, we have our very long-awaited Dave Wise episode, so we're really excited to get to talk to him next week. It's going to be great. Thanks so much, guys. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, you guys. Peace out. (laughs) 